go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Five. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Nice. All the audios. No, are we don't need to do clap. But let's Man, clap anyway. Nice. Let's clap. Clap for it. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Movement for Life podcast, where we dive into ways that keep us moving throughout our life. My name is J.R. Jakeway, and I'm Colby Christofik. Welcome. Let's dig in. Episode three. We yeah. are learning, and we are hell bent on making sure every recording looks different than the last. That's right. <laughs> we'll we'll get there eventually. It'll, it'll get set up at a more regular basis at some point in the future. Once we dive into it and and um, figure out what's going to work best, then it'll probably stay more consistent. But you know, hey, we're we're new to this thing. We're figuring yeah. it out. And you see my lovely background. I got um, the, the yeah. Holiday. No, look at that. You got Christmas action, red and light, red and yeah. green lights. You got a little snowflake going on in there. And you're in the nutrition office. That's right. Yeah. Um, some testimonials behind me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looks good. All James, right. Callie, yeah. Mary. Um, so th this week we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, learning new skills, but before we talk about learning new skills, um, Let's kind of do a little a little recap from from last week. Um, All right. What, what are some things that we did in the last week, movement wise? Yeah, we always like to start the podcast talking about things that we did the previous seven days or since the last recording. So, I actually went a little bougie on us, and I went to Equinox a couple times. Ooh, all yeah. Right. It's it's so out of what I normally do, and I have a friend who's teaches spin class where she goes around and subs so she got me a couple free passes and i will say it's nice to be able to go from you know the normal crossfit where i feel like we are though we have nice gyms we go to these boxes where they're open and you know they're not luxurious and they're not really supposed to be but to go to a place like equinox where it's like lululemon pant central and <laughs> be able to like be you know, kind of um, pamper yourself a little bit, especially like, I mean, the locker room itself is pretty damn fancy. So yeah. it was actually was nice. Say, what, what are some like really cool things that are at an Equinox? Um, well, I think that the number one thing that most folks would notice right off the bat is it's so clean. Oh my God, like it's so clean. And I noticed that there are people cleaning the entire time I'm there. So if I'm there for like 60 minutes, an hour and a half, there are folks just constantly cleaning everything down. There's not like dust anywhere, which is, you know, we live in the CrossFit realm. We have a lot of chalk, so things get dirty, though our gym is very, very clean. And the locker room is spotless. There's no towels anywhere. It is like hmm. top notch. And then, yeah. you know, you're talking about the, the steam room sauna. Like you're not allowed to wear any kind of shoes in there besides like flip flippers, like flip flops, just because it's unsanitary. So Did you say flippers? Flippers, flip-flops, like, you know, flippers, <laughs> flippers, um, thongs. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so that is, like, right off the bat. And then you know, they have, like, a, a juice bar, and they have all these other amenities. Mm -hmm. They have um, Pilates, and they have 
a a spa where you can get like massages and stuff. So it's actually really nice. Yeah, it was nice to kind of go in there. I may um, take her up on the offer to go back a couple more times. We'll see. And what about cool. you? What'd you do? Um, I actually did some some new activities. Um, I played some pickleball again. Um, love me some some pickleball. And then love I the pickleball. also uh, I also went surfing this past week. I haven't been surfing in a little while. We had some good surf, so I surfed twice last week, um, and I haven't um, I haven't surfed in a couple of weeks. Maybe the water's been cold, or it's been we've had some funky weather the last couple of weeks. So I haven't gotten to surf, so I actually um, surfed on Sunday and on either Friday or Saturday. Are you able well. to surf all winter here in California? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I didn't can. know if like maybe because of the weather. I mean, the sharks in the winter. The no, sharks like I didn't know if like the because of the temperature or something. Or like I would think during December with the Santa Ana winds, it would actually create some more opportunities. I don't know. Like I don't surf, so that's why I'm asking you a question. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think that's funny. Uh, it's a great, great question. Yes, it is. Southern California, besides Hawaii, is probably the most mild. Um, temperatures for water actually that might not be true florida might be warmer water water year round but south of point conception which is north of santa barbara like it's it's mild temperatures mid 50s at the coldest uh, okay which is i mean that is cold right that yeah, is cold, it's cold but, if you're not used to it um wearing a wetsuit you you're fine to to surf all winter and if the sun's out it's nice yeah so okay i'm gonna have to um go with you surfing one day yeah Love to have you out. Yeah, we'll do it's it. a. It is the most challenge. Actually, speaking of skills, how funny. Yeah, surfing is the most challenging thing that I've ever learned. Hey, I've that. surfed twice, and just getting up on the board and that balance. You know, I think I have great core balance. You know, being in gymnastics my entire life, it's a completely different. I mean, I think that you are even more so aware of like the imbalance because you're you're in the water and you're worried about falling in and there's other things I think that are on your mind that maybe make it more difficult, but it was very challenging to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of agree with you. I, I would consider myself somebody who's like highly coordinated, who can learn skills pretty quickly. And it took me months, if not years to nail down surfing. And I still, I mean, I'm still not amazing by any means. Um, but I, I also feel like, learning needs constant repetition and when you're in the water every single wave is different so it's just so so difficult to get the same um pattern over and over and over again you have your own surfboard though right did you just say a surfboard surfboard i didn't say surfboard <laughs> surfboard you have your own surfboard right <laughs> i love talking about surfing with you we need to talk about surfing all the time with jr surfboard um, yeah, it's embarrassing how many surfboards I have. Okay, but then you're at I, a certain level. If you own multiple boards, then you're more than just a mediocre surfer. Yes, yes. although my favorite surfboard to use is always a Wavestorm. It's if it's it's a foam board that costs a hundred bucks. They used to sell them at Costco. They don't sell them at Costco anymore, but it's just easy. If it's really big, it's fun to ride on it. If it's really small, it's fun to ride on it. If it's windy, it's fun to ride on it. If it's rocky, it's fun to ride on it. Like it's just a really fun all around board. It's not like performance and making all the really cool turns and 
throwing airs. It's just a fun surfboard. And good for so. beginners? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit small. I mean, I'm a 200-pound human. It's a little bit small to begin on if you're a 200-pound human. Okay. But in that 120 to 160-pound range, it's a great beginner yes, board. Yes, I fit in that range. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that sounds great. Okay, definitely we're going to take you up on that. Um, cool. Thanks for sharing. Let's Let's dive in a little bit to what we got going on. I want to know what you think i pulled up a couple of studies and we're going to link some studies too but i want to know what you think research says about learning in relation to your health uh do you do you think the research says it's beneficial do you think the research says and there's no no indication of whether it's good or bad for you um what like what are your thoughts give me some I mean, it has to be only positives in a couple aspects i Tell would me. think Physically, it goes without saying, learning new things, challenging yourself, it's always going to be on the positive side because you're continuing to move in general. So I think looking on the cognitive side, on the other, the flip side of, of that, I think that it, continuing to learn something has to be beneficial to, you know, keeping up the mind and keeping sharp with yourself. You know, you're always having to think about how am I going to do this? And you're just more aware of something versus maybe something you've done your entire life and you don't have to think about it becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. So I would think, you know, going out and as an older person, learning new things, challenging yourself could only benefit you all around. How'd I do? Okay. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. I'll, I'll give a, I, you kind of talked about something maybe like you, 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 you pieced on it of like, Hey, if I've done something for a really long time, I don't really have to think about that. There's like a the term that we use for that. You know what that term is? I don't. What is it? You've heard, you've, you've heard of it. Muscle memory. Oh yeah. Muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, which is, which is not actually a thing, right? Our, our muscles don't have a memory. Um, but a fun little kind of fact on, on what is actually going on is the brain is firing signals, uh, basically electricity, through neurons. And those neurons have a coating on them um, called myelin. And the more and more that you fire uh, electricity through those axons, the more and more those coverings get covered with myelin. So they get more conductive. And so that that pathway is really nailed in and it's really easy for the activation from the brain into whatever you're, you're doing. The, the muscles is, is like a much faster reaction, a much lower, um, uh, concentration effort for, on the brain end, which is kind of cool. So that's like our muscle memory is when we fire neurons over and over and over and over again, and we're getting more and more and more myelin on our axons. So does uh, that work? not just physically doing a skill, does that work like information-wise? And the reason I'm asking is because I have a pretty far drive to work. I drive um, to get here at like 45 minutes to an hour. And there's some times when I get home and I don't remember passing certain exits, like, oh, I'm here. I don't remember driving even 20 miles. It just like, it happened. So does that, is it connected that way as well? Yeah, so I'd argue that that's that's probably physical as well. Like driving is a physical task. Sure. Um, but memory is a little bit different um, than movement because the the myelin the myelin um, 
is is going to be different for movements. Movements, we're going to like put more uh, myelin over neurons. Okay. When we're talking about like memory, uh, memory is going to be it's going to be it's not going to your muscles. It's going to be stored sure. in your brain. Okay. Um, so you you can you can improve pathways or practice memory. Yeah. Right? You can practice like recalling information, um, and you can improve the connection between like your critical thinking section and your memory section in your brain. So those connections are, are like really solid. Yeah. And you can improve memory through that as well, but it's a little bit different from like physical tasks. Wow. That's um, really interesting. But I would, I would say that, that, uh, driving is dri driving would be considered a, a physical task that you're almost like autopiloting. On. Yeah. Yeah. I autopilot. Cause sometimes I don't even realize how I got home. I'm already yeah. home, uh, which can't be good. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely been on the same boat where I'm like, wow, I've been driving for 45 minutes and I don't remember anything that I saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So is there a correlation between fitness and skill acquisition? Um, yeah, we, we kind of just, we just talked about it, right? Um, is our fitness is requiring our brain to tell our muscles to do something. And so when we do that, we're, we're, we're activating pathways. Um, when we activate pathways, the brain is having to work. Uh, so multi-joint movements are going to have the greatest effect or, or neurological effect, right? The greatest stimulus on the uh, neurological system versus like an isolated movement. A bicep curl is easier for the brain to comprehend than something like a squat where I've got, you know, action in my ankles, my knees, my hips. Um, and then if I take that like one step further and I talk about, um, you know, is there any correlation between how fit I am and how many skills I've acquired Yeah, physical skills, um, that, that may be like sort of one of the definitions of, of CrossFit, right. Is, is the hopper model is like, Hey, if, if I can do more things, um, or acquire more skills than I right. can potentially be considered more fit. Sure. Um, and I think one of the really cool things that CrossFit starts to do with us uh, neurologically is puts us, our brain in this mode back into learning. Like after high school or college, as adults, we kind of stop learning. Right. And CrossFit kind of puts us back into this mode of learning new skills. And once we're in that learning new skills uh, mode, the brain doesn't really uh differentiate between like oh this is when i'm working out and this is when i'm going through my real life sure so that that starts to translate outside of the gym as well so i can start well, to learn new absolutely skills outside you know, of the gym easier than i did before i think that that is is something that i can always tell when there's when i'm with like crossfit friends versus friends who are just fit and go to maybe a, a regular gym like a 24 or a LA Fitness. Those mm. CrossFit friends are always more willing to try something different or they're a little bit more flexible in what we're doing. If something happens, they just seem to want to be open to more experiences versus being fixed into like, this is what I'm used to. They're always willing to like, oh, like let's just, Let's try this. We've never done this before. Let's go for it. Um, and I think that that's just because the mentality of CrossFit's like let's always learn something new. Yeah, and and I think because they've practiced it, 
they, they've learned kind of two things from it. One, failing's okay. So they're, they're, they have the confidence to be like, it's going to be okay if I fail right. doing it. But two, they also know that they pick things up quickly. So they're like, hey, I'm, I'm open to learning if I can learn something quickly. I think a lot of us, myself included, like if I didn't, it was really hard for me to like stick with surfing because if I don't pick something up like fairly quickly, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like this is really difficult for me to do. Um, and so if I doing something like CrossFit where I'm challenged neurologically on a regular basis, learning new skills, I'm more likely to try to learn new skills outside of that. And that was a perfect example of like somebody who's might be a really, really good runner or ultra athlete. And you're like, Hey, you want to go do this? And they're like, oh, I don't really do that. And you're like, well, you I mean you are really fit. Like, sure. That you would think that that would translate. Um, but don't you think there are some people who have a personality where they would be off put by having to learn something new often? Or do you um, think they can get around that? I mean, yeah, I, I think that there's people who really like there's people that uh, probably three categories of people, a category of people who don't like learning new things at all. <laughs> right. A category of people who like mastering one skill and being extremely, extremely good at it. And people who are open and willing to like learn as many new skills as they want. Um, and m maybe that means that they don't ever master one of them. Um, but they, they end up learning a lot of different skills. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that there's a pretty heavy correlation between fitness and skill acquisition. And yeah. I think most people outside of our little CrossFit realm might, might give me some slack or some flack for that, for saying that I, I think that, uh, you know, learning new skills correlates to being more fit, but, um, you know, come send them in it's the comments. I mean, you know, send all the hate mail you want. It's, it's true folks. That's right. Um, Oh, this is, look at this. Uh, we are segueing so well here. <laughs> yeah. Look at the, look at our next question is where does CrossFit sit in the fitness realm when it comes to learning new things? And I think you're a perfect person yeah. to you know, walk I, right into this question. I think that before I was in CrossFit, I was very aware of the things I was good at and I stayed with those things because I was good at them. And then once I started doing CrossFit and I was not good at most of the things in CrossFit, I always say that's what made me me personally want to continue doing CrossFit because I like learning new things and I could tell that I was going to really appreciate this learning process. Um I feel like it then opened me up to be more flexible with so many things. And we talked about it earlier, but I'm going to use this as an example. If I go on vacation and my plans don't go exactly how I had imagined them, I'm more likely now to be more flexible with doing something different because I'm so used to coming in and always having to do something different. It huh. just carries over and it makes me willing to try something that I'm like, I would never have done that. But you know what? Let's go for this. So I think CrossFit really develops a mentality in all of us to be more flexible and we're more fun. If you're going out on vacation or hanging out with friends from CrossFit, they're in for whatever. So I think that like just that overall ability to be open for new experiences across the board, I think that, yeah, I think CrossFit helps with that. What do you think? Ooh, that's a, I, that's a really good point and I kind of like that. And maybe that even like, sit, like builds into the bigger overarching um, platform of health in general. You're, you're saying like CrossFit athletes might be more likely to be open to new things, even if it's not like fitness things, but open to new things. 
which one, uh, creates experiences for like friendships and relationships, um, that might not be there before somebody who's not, you know, apt to try something new. Maybe they're not going to make a new relationship or make a new friendship from it. Um, whereas somebody who's like, you know what, I'm not really comfortable doing that, but I'm going to go for it anyways. I'm going to give it a try may find that they develop stronger relationships or more relationships or, or friendships from that. Yes. Um, and then I, I wonder if that contributes to overall, um, like health and wellness. And I, I, I feel like the, the goal with being, um, like health and wellness, I, I like say health and wellness. I, I feel like the peak of that is like living a satisfying life. Um, you know, a fulfilling or a satisfying life. And, and if, you know, you can do that by learning new skills or, or branching out into things. I think that that's probably going to bring you a little bit more fulfillment than, than not branching out to those sort of things. I so. mean, what gives more fulfillment to somebody than learning something new and being like, Oh man, I never thought I would be able to do this. There's yeah, no way. And then right? when you do it, you're like, Holy shit. I can't believe I just did this. And I think like, that's one of the things as a coach, I really, I love seeing members that come in, especially the ones who've never done any sports in their life. They come in and they do something different. They're like, I never thought like a pull up. And I would say 60% of people who come into our CrossFit can't do a pull up. Um, those people who, I mean, I feel like the pull up is a very specific skill that if you've never done it before, you know, with a sport as a child, you probably can't do a pull up. And when they learn that pull up, like this is amazing. And it seems like such a small thing, but it brings so much fulfillment and yeah. pride. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. And, and like that achievement also feeds into fun too, which will fun yes. will be probably a, a whole episode on its own. Um, we talk about fulfilling life. Like if you're open to new, new stuff, like you're probably having more fun in your life. And if you're having more fun and you're probably having a more fulfilling life. No, you're, so. you're absolutely right. And we did not plan this literally segueing into this final question. Um, so we're talking about fitness. Yeah. Like what are some other skills that we can acquire that are related to the gym and the learning process? You already kind of mentioned it like relationship building. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's in, in relation to the gym, there is, um, other skills that you can be re acquiring outside of the gym, right? Outside of just like, Hey, I'm going to learn a squat. I think sports are a really good, um, um, tool for that it is let's, let's learn new skills that might be coordination within the body. And it's not just like a run, jump, pull type of scenario or a lift type of scenario. Um, I also think that maybe if we even translate this outside of the gym too, there's, there's probably not probably there is the, the research is, is pretty defined that doing mentally stimulating things or, or learning skills like that's maybe not technically, um, physically demanding. I like I'll do a segue. I think juggling is something that's, yes, it is physical, but it's not really physically demanding, um, will be a new skill that you could be looking at. And then even looking at things like, 
uh, Sudoku's or crossword puzzles, like um, things that are that are mentally challenging, but not necessarily like, yeah, you're like writing with a pen, but it's not like a physical, physical demand on you. It's, it's way more of a neurological demand or a cognitive demand. Um, I think potentially it it could go two ways, right? Being better at those could be making you better in your learning in the gym and being better at your learning skills in the gym could make you better at those other things, the crosswords, the juggling, the, the other skills, um, or, or I don't, I don't know. Would you consider Sudoku? I, I would well, consider Well, I don't Sudoku even know what the hell skill. Sudoku is. I know it's like a version what? of like a, I don't know what, what, what is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> JR, do you live on earth, man? <laughs> it's uh, some Sudoku's kind of like, like... A, it's the nine by nine puzzles where there's a, a square of nine. Okay. Um, and then there's nine of those squares. Okay. And it's, and then, it's set up like a crossword puzzle, and then they're words, right? No, it's all numbers. So in every one of the nine boxes, you put a one through nine. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is it nine. a sequence that you're trying to find? Every vertical line has to have a one through nine. Every horizontal line has to have a one through nine. And every box of nine has to have a one through nine. But then in any form of sequence, that you're looking, it goes one, one through nine, one through nine, and you have to line everything up. Mm-hmm. I got that. I, I mean, there's that. easy ones and there's hard, there's hard ones. Well, so. I, everything that you just described um, also requires patience. So if you're talking yeah. about like the crossword puzzle, the Sudoku, like all that stuff, patience is involved. And I think that when we are talking about what we're doing in the gym, the patience of, you know, a technique that's required in a specific lift, being patient, not pulling early patience in like learning a skill over time. I feel like that's all that all just connects with one another. So if you're doing skills like a crossword puzzle or something where it takes you, it takes you a little bit of time to think about and, you know, you're not rushing through it, that, that's definitely benefit you in the gym and vice versa as well. Yeah. I, I think, I think patience is like one of the most underrated, um, qualities when it comes to really anything in our life. Right. We've come to like a place in society that like we want things quick fix. now and if yes. they aren't now, then it's not worth it. Let's figure out a different way to have it right now. Right. So learning, learning new skills is, is definitely something that it's it's worth the patience. Um, That's when you get an athlete that comes in that you work with and they have that by nature. It's such a beautiful thing because yeah. I feel like that is such a hurdle that so many people struggle with. And the majority of the folks that come in, they just want to do and they get impatient. And that's where we really struggle with technique issues or, you yeah. know, the people who are committed to a long term change, like a real change is not going to happen overnight. If you want to change, you know, anything physical about you, you want to build good habits, it's going to take a little bit of effort. And some people just don't want to devote that time. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay. This I got I got one more question for you. Yes. Can an old dog learn new tricks? <laughs> I'm feeling uh, a little <laughs> insulted that you're asking me. You chose to ask me that question as the older guy. Uh, you know, I I do not believe that that is true. I, I believe that that is um, one of those things that people use an excuse to not try something different as they get older. 
I'm 48 years old. I believe that I can still learn something new. There's a lot of things that I've never done before. I've never podcast before. And look at me. I'm podcasting right now. If you're it's talking about a lot of cognitive function, if you're talking about in terms of something physical, you still absolutely can learn something new as a gymnastics coach of 31 years. I will have adults come in and they've never done gymnastics and they want to learn gymnastics. They can absolutely learn it. Again, it takes patience. It takes working with somebody who knows how to teach something over a long term correctly. But you absolutely can learn something new. And I think there's a lot of benefit to an older person trying something different that they've never done, challenging their mind, challenging their body, you know, allowing their these muscles that maybe have not been used to do something different and just accomplishing maybe a fear that you have of trying something that you've always wanted and have not done before. I'm all for it. Like it doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to come in and you want to start CrossFit at 50, make sure that you're going to a gym where the coaches know how to coach somebody who is older and who's not done this before. doesn't matter if you want to windsurf, surf, Sudoku, come on. Like, yeah, I, I think that it's it's really important that we continue continue to challenge ourselves. Yeah, and I think the research is also. I'll, I'll finish up with just a couple of pieces of research, but the research is also very clear too that you know you can actually make strides in the right direction cognitively um, from from a a place of where you think, oh, I'm past where I can learn new things. You can actually you can actually make new pathways well into your later years and the the research also kind of i've got a a little alzheimer piece and then an, a piece from uh harvard health well there's a lot of research coming out of harvard health um but one of them's more of a observational saying that there's people who have mentally stimulating jobs or um lifelong learners um, have lower incidences of Alzheimer's and dementia that they aren't sure that those quite are like linked to each other. So they're sure. still trying to do research on whether or not, Hey, that's a, um, an association thing or, or do they have direct effects on each other? Um, and then the other one talking about, um, with Harvard health is, is talking about learning new skills can, slow cognitive aging right um and i think that that's another piece as we get older like me I, i'm 31 years old like i i want to be 31. as mentally sharp as i possibly can for as long as i possibly can so if i can slow down the cognitive aging by learning new skills like i'm all for it let's you're only let's, 31 uh, i'm only 31 that's right let's have it noted that i have beat him on a couple workouts now <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I may not be the fittest in the world, but, you know, I'm okay. Don't take I'm away okay. my glory. <laughs> yes. JR kicks my butt. Twice. Twice. I've counted. Twice. Nice. Well, awesome. I, I think this is a, a really insightful for a lot of people. I think yes. there's some really good information about skill acquisition and learning stuff. And, and should I do it? Should I not do it? Where? How should I do it? Um, you know, how do we do it in CrossFit? You know, all that kind of information. Yeah. Um, you have anything else to add today? No. Um, I think that I encourage, I encourage folks, especially my friends, family who are not, who are not into 
CrossFit. And it's okay. It's okay, folks, if you don't want to do CrossFit. We're here to encourage moving in general. Try something yeah. new. If that means, you know, spending a little money to go out and buy an inexpensive um, racket to play tennis, paddle ball. What's, what, what do you play? Pickleball. Pickleball. Come on. God, see. We're on earth, JR. Oh, my God. I don't know what pickleball is. and I don't know what Sudoku is. <laughs> um, but I encourage people, you, you got to get out there and try something new. And you may enjoy, you might find something that you, like, why have I not had this in my life? Yeah, I, and I appreciate you bringing that back up because that's literally the point of this entire podcast is like, at the end of the day, I don't really care if you do CrossFit or not. I would love for you to do CrossFit. I just want people to be healthier, happier, live more fulfilling lives. Yes. And if, if watching something like this inspires you or educates you to try something new or to put you know, left foot in front of the right foot and start a fitness journey or start moving in any capacity, then this has been an absolute win in all my books for, so I appreciate you like closing back up and, and saying that I'm clapping for you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Till next week. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for joining us. And as always, if you like the podcast, please make sure that you Subscribe and rate us. Let us know your thoughts and um, let us know what your journey is. Looking forward to next week. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Nice.